I started off writing with groups like Toxic Shocks, um, and it's just really helped to build up my awareness, of my surroundings, looking around and knowing that drivers, for the most part, are not going to really pay attention to us. So it's kind of up to us to see where we're going, how to kind of you know take care of our surroundings. But it really has boosted my confidence to where I'll go do a long-distance ride by myself and be okay with that. Um, but it is, it's good to know that somebody else is there to help support you if you get a flat or you break a spoke like somebody did yesterday on our ride. Hey, what's up? This is Kat. Welcome to the Joyride. Hey, what's up, Joyriders? This is Kat, and you're listening to episode number 23 of the Joyride podcast, where we celebrate women on bikes. Why? Because I believe in the transformative power of bikes, personally, in our communities, in the world at large. And I believe that sharing a diverse array of bike love stories helps us to see commonalities in our experiences and understand our differences. I think it helps to encourage more women to ride bikes and, frankly, make the world a better place both our interior landscapes and exterior. Happy spring, joy riders. If you're like me, you are celebrating the return of light and I am so thankful for longer days. Longer days means more opportunities for group rides in the evening. My schedule tends to be a bit wonky, so I'm definitely wanting to fit more group rides in. Speaking of group rides right now, at this very moment, as I record this, there's an inaugural Women of Color social donut ride happening here in Portland, Oregon. The ride is hosted by a new group called Friends on Bikes, and it's intended for women, trans, femme, non-binary people of color. Um, you can find out more on the Facebook group for Friends on Bikes. It's linked up in the show notes. And if you just search for uh, Friends on Bikes PDX, you'll probably find them pretty easily. Power in numbers, laughter, uh, donuts, sounds rad. Donuts by Pips Donuts, by the way, sponsored by Pips Donuts and Ristetto Roasters. Uh, I've never had Pips. Do I get like my Portland donut card revoked or something? Um, but anyway, it sounds like a really great ride. So women of color social donut ride. I hope y'all are having a super good time right now. Sunny out, in fact. <laughs> Enjoy it. Friends, I want to say a big thanks to everyone who is referring your bikey gals to the show. I'm super excited to connect with and introduce you all to these badass women on bikes. Keep the referrals coming. Do you know of a gal you'd like to hear on the show? Link us up via Instagram, via Twitter. Uh, you can also visit bit.ly forward slash joyride guest. That's bit.ly forward slash joyride guest. Or good old fashioned email at the joyride podcast at gmail. I'm psyched. We're going to hear a whole lot of bike love stories, and um, I want you to introduce me to more, so bring it on. Okay, so we're going to jump into it, Joy Riders. On today's show, I connect with four members of the Houston-based women's cycling group, Toxic Shocks Cycling. I first learned about the Toxic Shocks from friend of the show, Tara Escudero. You can hear her episode of The Joyride on 018. That'll be linked up in the show notes. Or you can go to girleatsbike.com forward slash joyride 018 and you can get Tara's episode there. You can get show notes to this episode here uh, at girleatsbike.com forward slash joyride 023. 
and um, a few links to the things that these gals are planning. Uh, on this episode, I just, I had so much fun. Um, I had so much fun talking with Victoria, with Hetty, with Amy, with Angie. Uh, like, I'm grinning the entire time. Even as I'm re-listening to this, I'm, I'm grinning just because they're just so much fun. They seem like such a great group to go out and ride around with. And I strongly encourage you, if you are thinking about riding a bike in the Houston area, connect with these gals. Facebook group has over 1,100 members, um, and they were kind enough to to invite me to join them. And so I get to see like th this cool community that I am nowhere near thousands and thousands of miles away from them. But gosh, if I were anywhere near this area, um, I would sure be riding with these gals on a regular basis. So make sure you do that. Get connected with Toxic Shocks if you are in the Houston area and you are looking for um, a rad, rad uh, thousand member bike gang that you wanna be part of. Uh, on this episode, we talk about power in numbers, being provocative, and I get absolutely schooled on bike snacks. All right, let's dig in. Toxic Shocks Cycling. Welcome to the Joyride. Thank you. Yay. Thank you for having me. Why don't you run through your names and how long you've been um, part of this group for listeners? Um, I am Maid Victoria, and I have been a part of Toxic Shocks since 2014. I'm Geri, uh, and I'm from the Netherlands originally, but I uh, joined the Toxic Shocks, I think, two years ago. I am Angie, and I've been cycling with them for over four years. Hi, I'm Amy, and I've been a part of Toxic Shops since October 2014. Awesome. So it sounds like, Angie, you're more of the, the veteran of the group there. Were you one of the founding members? No. How did you get involved with Toxic Shocks? I started cycling when one of the founding members kind of left me the baton. And she got really busy with work and her career and life. And I was, she's like, you're going to be an admin. And I was like, okay. And that was it. So that was it. They just sort of like handed off this baton to you. And wh what did you, how did you feel about that? Like, were you apprehensive about getting that, the admin handed off to you or how'd that go? No, I was really excited about it um, because I really, I had been already cycling for a number of years and most of the rides I went to were all men. A lot of the times I would go to rides, I'd be the only woman and social cycling hadn't quite taken off yet in Houston. So when I found out about the toxic shots, I was super excited and I was super excited to like, I started coming every Monday and Patricia quit coming as much. And so I kind of just took over. And she's our core leader, so. <laughs> so how many rides, so is, you generally do weekly rides? Tell me a little bit about what Toxic Shock Cycling is all about in Houston. We cycle every Monday at a Carnegie Vanguard in Montrose. We meet at 7, we leave about 7.15. We'll have a little powwow before we, you know, take off. We'll take a picture, everyone will introduce themselves. We'll discuss who's hungry, who wants this, dessert, food, drinks, and then we just go. 
So what kind of uh, what kind of size group do you have? It varies. It yeah. can be anywhere from two to like thirty plus. Awesome. How um, so? It's March. We just ran into March now. What is winter cycling like in Houston? It's <laughs> tell me, sure. tell me about oh, this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so usually, what... it's usually really small, but since the weather's been so warm here, it has. We have been very busy, like every Monday, believe it or not. Well, and the weather is um, like today. It's raining. Tomorrow it'll be raining. So instead of going for a ride we might just meet up and have a dinner or something like that but um when it does get cold i mean how cold does it get maybe 40 degrees like that's a cold and we do i wear my winter gear like it's 20 degrees and um but it's never not yeah it's never you know uncomfortable but i wear gloves and all that because you know i'm used to or we're used to it being hot as hell yeah it's true I mean, it's like that thermometer range just moves over a little bit, but it doesn't make any less any less cold when it gets chilly out. So what? Um, so there's like a social component to this, obviously. Um, what kind of routes? Like, how do you how do you plan routes? How does all of that work? Is it the same thing every time? We no. no we just show up, and whoever's there, we figure out what the needs are of the night and what people want to do, and then somebody decides that they're going to lead. And sometimes it's an admin, sometimes it's not, and we just go. And we, you know, one of the things that we do is teaching um, ladies and and helping to encourage even more speaking up and um, safety on the street. So speak up when there's a hole, there's a crack, what way are we turning? We're all communicating the whole time. So we don't necessarily have to have a designated route where we're going because nobody's going to get lost. Right. There's no drop and you're, and you're like there basically to help support each other. Exactly. So I'd love it if you could go around and tell me one thing that you've, um, you know, one thing that sort of surprised you about, about like, if it's someone that you met on a ride, um, I'd love to hear anything where, you know, you kind of connected with a first timer, but really anything that's interesting that stands out to you about these rides. Um, I think for me, it's just the different type of rides that we do. Um, social rides are just one component of riding for us, or even just here in Houston period. Uh, we do have a lot of training rides. So I think um, the last ride that I just did, uh, buddying up with somebody else from Toxic Shops and doing these long distance 60, 70 mile rides, but having that support, you know, supporting each other, getting each other over the 20, 30 miles, <laughs> I think the support is, is very surprising, um, both from males and females on, on our rides. I really yes. enjoy that. Okay. Oh, so I had planned a ride to Seabrook and it was um, 60 miles round trip. I had gotten sick and I like messed up my knee. So I wasn't able to go. So one of our girls who rides with us regularly, Mimi, she stepped in and I was like, Mimi, I'm supposed to do this ride Saturday. I cannot go. And she's like, I'll take care of it. She went to the school. She met up with Amy and all mm -hmm. the other girls. And it was a co-ed ride at that time. And Mimi led it along with her boyfriend, and I was super appreciative of them doing that. And then Shannon, one of our other riders, she did SAG for them, and so that was really helpful as well. So we always pull together to make things happen. 
Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, what I like the most about riding with toxic shocks is that it's an, uh, mostly an all um, women only ride. And it's also funny because uh, when we are riding through uh, the streets of uh, Houston and we are with a little bit of a sizable group, like 10 to 15, then people stop and they uh, put out, pull out their phones and they start filming us <laughs> and they say, oh, and it's all girls, you know, and that's, that's some sort of like, you feel like a, a movie star. That's really something very, very special what you're doing. And because I'm, I'm from a country where cycling is very normal. So I'm still, I'm still amazed. Yeah. I want to add on to what Hedy was saying about cycling with all ladies. I particularly like doing our rides on Monday nights. And whenever I ride with, I'll post in our Facebook page, if I can ride in the morning sometimes and try to um, hook up with a couple of other chicks and ride, because I don't really like riding with dudes because they don't, um, they're not always safe and, you know, I don't know what the hell they're doing, but I just don't like riding with them. So like, I rather ride with all ladies and, or just, if I do go on a, a ride that's co-ed being able to just, um, ask the other ladies in the Facebook page, if they're going so that we have that camaraderie and we know that we'll be able to take care of each other. But for me, I'm a fair weather cyclist. I don't do those long rides. I just want to go and kick it and have fun. And like, I love when I moved to Houston in 2013, I have so many friends now moving here, not knowing anybody. I moved here for my job and um, I'm, I know so many women now to hang out any day of the week and not just cycling, but doing other things too. And so that's really what riding with the toxic shocks did has done for me is built a community for me of, of um, strong, creative, beautiful women to rely on. I mean, it sounds like, such an amazing diverse even range of answers from you know people like stepping up to sort of like pinch in and lead a 60 mile ride to you know what is this like because I've, I've i've been to the netherlands and i understand that this is like how i can't even imagine how different it is from to houston specifically <laughs> from the netherlands you know because like i'm in portland oregon and i get how different it is here in bike town um let alone in houston so I mean, what an amazing diverse range of answers to get to um, from this group. Um, tell me a little bit, uh, Toxic Shocks is like a tongue-in-cheek name. Um, who who wants to speak on that? Like where, anyone, uh, anyone want to talk about it? I mean, take care of your vagina. Is it, go on. The Please. name came from the girls who originally started, Patricia, Haley, Adil. Um, it was a group of girls that started it, Patricia, Haley, Adil, all of them, Martha. They got together and they came up with the name, you know, kind of from the, tamp the tampons, you know, toxic shock syndrome, and they just ran with it. Is that going a bit chic, but it's also, I, I like it because... Uh, I guess it's something a little bit against the guys, you know, that we talk about openly about something like that. And they always like, oh, it's catchy. And, and it's also nice. Sometimes people don't know what it really means. So they ask at some point, like, what, what does it mean, toxic shock? And then you tell them, they'll be like, okay. And you are riding with that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit provocative, but I like that. Some of our logos are really interesting, too, or slogans yeah. that people have come up with. Like, we cycle way more than monthly. 
singing our cycle since 2010. Yes. Uh, women that <laughs> women that ride bikes. Period. I like that one. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I love I love the idea too that it's provocative and you're you're kind of already putting up that like we're not we're not just gonna have like a nice ladies social ride. I mean it is, but it's not, you know, like we're we're going to stand in our power regarding who we are. And um if you can't deal with that, well the name might be a good indicator that you can't deal with that. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> So, um, what are y'all looking forward to as the, the cycling season ramps up here? MS-150 is coming up, and it's a long-distance ride. It's about 170-ish miles from Houston to Austin. They call it the 150, though. I don't know why. It's technically 150 miles. But um, we have a team this year. It's going to be our fourth year, or third year. Fourth year. No, fourth year. And um, so a lot of the girls are getting ready to do that long distance ride. And so we've been having a lot of training rides um, in the past few months getting ready for it. The other thing that we want that we did organize last month and we want to organize it again is an alley cat. A lot of the alley cat races are male dominated and a lot of ladies don't want to get in on an alley cat race because, you know, maybe they're not confident knowing, um, you know, directions and how to get around, how fast it is. And then again, the dudes are like super uber aggressive and, um, you know, just, so we thought about, um, in the future planning another alley cat, um, where it's just ladies. The one that we did last month was, um, Sadie Hawkins style. So we raced and me and my partner, you know, the girl had to ask the guy to be the partner if he wanted to be in the race with them and me and my partner, we got third place. And so we're thinking about having another one where it's just ladies and, you know, the, it's not just about who's going to be the fastest or, you know, I guess that's how the winner is or whatever. But I just want to say, thinking about how I take a map of where it is I need to go, go to those different places. How do I get there? This is like survival in Houston. <laughs> and so uh, doing another alley cat that's just ladies. And um, I think the women who are, um, gaining, gaining more and more confidence like myself and riding around by yourself and getting here and there and promoting, um, commuting and stuff like that. I think that, um, you know, that'd be really dope. So that's something that we want to plan in the future. And when we have these events, we raise money and we give it to charity. Um, so two questions off of that. One is, um, what kind of charities have you donated to in the past and what's on your radar there? Um, well, we did do, um, you know, women, feminine hygiene where like for the last alley cat, if you brought some tampons and you got, you know, $10 off the entrance fee. And then we, um, you know, we've donated well to the MS foundation, but a lot of, you know, organizations that we do always have some female, um, aspect. So some kind of charity that Project goes to women. Houses. Yeah. Like, um, any kind of charity that goes to women, um, you know, the female hygiene thing, giving away tampons to homeless women, um, you know, it has to have some kind of thing that aligns with our, you know, with what we believe in and what we're doing and like uh, loving and cherishing and building up women and gaining confidence and all that. Um, thanks for doing that because those are definitely things that are not necessarily always on the uh 
I guess, in the front of everybody's mind. Can you describe for listeners, we've never talked about an alley cat before. Can someone uh, give somebody, give us an overview of what an alley cat ride is like? You're given a roster of addresses and you have to go to that address and there's always a person there waiting at that address. And then they sign up on, off your, on your roster and then you continue. So you don't do the addresses in any particular order. You do them in whichever order you think is the best. Um, and you have to make sure you hit all the spots. I went to an alley cat once where this guy, he came in first and he actually missed one of the spots. And I'm like, dude, you have time to go back and come. And he did, but he didn't want to go back. He still thought he wasn't going to make it back in time, but he totally would have. <laughs> this is like a throwback from, this is like a messenger style race, right? Yes, like that's yeah, where this yes. comes from. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. the light bulb goes off. I'm like, these things yeah. mean something to me in conjunction with yeah. each other. What is it? <laughs> Yeah. All right, we'll link up something that's more educational for listeners so that everybody, people who already know what alley cats are like are just like, you're dumb. How do you not know what this is? But, well, and um, I just want to say, yeah, the thing say about it. the alley cats, the thing about the alley cats is that um, what I learned from doing this one is that, um, A, I'm glad that I had a partner who's already done other alley cats, a dude who had has done other alley cat races before because he helped me, you know, build my own confidence that I can go and do it. And um, there was ways that I was having to slow him down because I was just like, look, I'm not going to do nothing dangerous. And we're going to be talking. You're going to be talking to me about what's going on in the street and which way we going and all this stuff so that I stay safe. And so and even I had to give him a pre-talk to the to the day of the race because I was like, look, I'm learning to trust men again. And this is your job to do the right thing in this situation because I will scream and I will leave you. <laughs> Like, I don't want you to scare me with all your craziness going on. And I really like, so I had to pre-game the game with him so that he would do the right thing. And he did. And he was magnificent. And now I feel like, yeah, we should all do this. Like, again, like just for the ladies and let's take our time, go to places where we want to, you know, whatever spot it is that we want to go. Then we'll see and get faster and faster. And like, everybody's going to come. Everybody's going to donate money. Everybody's going to pay to get in. Like. And then we have money to do the things that we want to do. So um, this seems like such a metaphor in that, like, you've got a partnership with somebody and you got to make sure that you're so on the same page when you're getting going, because otherwise it's going to be crazy midway through if you don't. Yeah, um, well, you can't do it to your, with yourself by yourself, too. And that's what we want the next Ellie cat to be that, you know, women only sign up, you get the manifesto and then you go and do it. Um, but the first one that we ever, that we did was last month. And um, so we made it co-ed and um, I think we had six couples, right? Yes. Six. Yeah. We had six and couples. And one on a tandem. Yeah. And one on a tandem. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. I heard it was tough. <laughs> um. How tell me a little bit about diversity in cycling in Houston and how Toxic Shocks maybe does or fits into that or enhances it. We have everything. I tell girls if you're looking for if you need to hire someone in your company, post it on Toxic Shocks. If you're looking for a notary, post it on Toxic Shocks. If you need a seamstress, post it on Toxic Shocks. If you need somebody to marry you. Posted on Toxic Shock. Victoria's yeah. raising her hand, by the way. I'm 
I'm a minister. <laughs> we have, it's like your, our own Angie's List, technically. Like, Victoria actually does notary, and she does law stuff. And, like, Hetty does, like, she works for KPFT, and she does, like, Bike Houston stuff. So, like, you know, and then, like, Amy works for United Way, and I work with veterans. Like, yeah. that's so diverse already right there. Like, everything you can think of. Like, we have lawyers, nurses, engineers, mm -hmm. everything. Teachers. Teachers. Well, and we have different cyclists. We have athletes. We have commuters. We have, you tri know, yeah, tri people who do triathlons. And then you have fair weather cyclists like myself, you know, people who are just doing it to hang out, people who are doing it just to get a date, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's seasoned all over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm taking a, I'm just going to take a quick look here. Y'all have more than a thousand people. You have more than 1100 members in the Toxic Shocks Facebook group. So that cool. is quite a, um, quite a plethora of, of uh, folks there, as it were. That's awesome. It's like just your own big bike gang meet up every Monday. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the Facebook page is so dope because you, if you can't ride on Mondays, that's fine. Um, if you want to ride on other um, days or times, or if you're going to go to a social ride, then just, you know, post on the page. So, you know, that we're um, that where you're going to be or what you're going to do. If somebody else wants to ride with you, or if you go to a social ride, and you're not sure or you are not as confident but you know there'll be another toxic shocks member there then y'all can be together and or you just know that they're there get their number and talk with them because some of the rides that we have social rides in houston can be 50 60 a thousand people deep mass um is about a thousand people the last friday of the month that's crazy yeah is that i mean is that a ride that you all do, or you do that in conjunction with Bike Houston or with other groups, that Friday ride you're describing? Yeah, um, I would say that it's, I mean, I don't do mass that much. I haven't done it in more, in like more than two years, just because, um, I don't know, I just never so really want to. Yeah, it's so Huge. massive, and oh, there's so right. many people, and there's so many beginners and stuff. Like, you know, it's something that I yeah. think that people do collectively with their friends or their family. And um, there are still a lot of our cycling, you know, family that do, does do um, mass on Fridays. It is fun. Um, and I hear about people having a good time and all this and like, you know, but yeah. This is a critical mass spinoff type thing? Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's on a weekly basis there? No, it's the last Friday of the oh, month. That's what I, okay, that's what I thought. And we, we, well, then the weather is good. You can have easily two thousand people, mm -hmm. and that's that's amazing, you know, to go to a city like Houston with two thousand people at night, and you go to neighborhoods, and sometimes people come out and they film it again and they wave at you, and uh, yeah, it's it's really, a, I think it's a really nice to ride to do. It's a bike parade. Yeah, <laughs> every yes, month. Yes, it it is. So how do y'all feel? Um, we've talked about group rides a little bit. Um, you, so you can talk about this in conjunction with the group or with riding on your own as individuals. How do you feel about your personal safety and your bike safety in Houston? It's crazy as hell. It ain't safe here. <laughs> like I, I think it is. I ride by myself a lot. Um, and I don't mind. I'm not scared to ride by myself a lot. Yesterday, my I had this crazy idea the other day to do a bike ride where I ride to all the bike shops. I rode to seven, six or seven bike shops yesterday, and um, I did it on my Strava, and I covered 18 miles. 
I didn't even make it over to the village or to East End where there are other bike shops. And my other goal was to go outside the 610 loop to other bike shops, but I'm to do it another day. There was so, I, I covered, like I said, I went to six or seven bike shops in one day and it was a lot of fun. I feel mostly I feel safe. I don't feel unsafe on my bike. I might feel unsafe uh, to go out uh, after dark by myself, but it has nothing to do really with bicycling, but it's just that I don't feel that safe if I'm on my own in the neighborhood. I don't know uh, that well, but um, but I, I'm, yeah, I don't mind. Uh, I'm not afraid to run. Me neither. Yeah, you just take a lane. I mean, the best thing you can do to keep yourself safe is take a lane. Um, they just passed the law in Houston to where you do, you're able to take a lane and you're not going to get a ticket or anything. Um, but that was always the deal. If you're going to hit me, you're going to see me and hit me. Right. Like none of this, you're going to try to sneak by me. Like I'm going to get right in your way. Oh, and I'm not going to get out of your way. <laughs> um, what is, what does Amy think about bike safety? Um, I think for me, again, you know, starting I started off riding with groups like Toxic Shocks, um, and it's just really helped to build up my awareness, my surroundings, looking around and knowing that drivers, for the most part, are not going to really pay attention to us. So it's kind of up to us to see where we're going, how to kind of you know take care of our surroundings. But it really has boosted my confidence to where I'll go do a long-distance ride by myself and be okay with that. Um, but it is, it's good to know that somebody else is there to help support you if you get a flat or you break a spoke like somebody did yesterday on yeah. our ride. We did a 62-mile ride in Baytown that was brutal. And right at the beginning, somebody spoke broke. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just it's made me more aware of just seeing how people are kind of paying attention, even though really cars should be paying attention to us. But awareness is ways to just raise that for me, do you feel okay. more like fortified when you're riding in a group together? Like, is, does your does your feeling of safety change when you're solo versus? Oh, in a group? definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel more safe. I think in numbers, yeah. safe in numbers. Yeah, safety in numbers. Definitely. But especially if you have something like you get a flat. That's what I wouldn't like to be on my own, no. especially in a neighborhood that I'm not no. familiar with. And that I'm sort of stranded there and that I have to uh, change my uh, tube or something like that mm -hmm. all by myself. I, I, can, I know I can do it, but it takes me a, a, a very long time. So, so that's something that wouldn't make me, that wouldn't, that's what I like when you are with a group that, you know, there's other people that can help you or can watch out for upcoming traffic or, and that you're not standing there all mm -hmm. by yourself. Mm -hmm. And I would feel very vulnerable if I, if that happens, but. But that's more that yeah. you have some uh, companions. So. so I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, and we'll do it maybe quickly or maybe not. We'll see how we'll see what happens. Um, what are your favorite bike snacks? What do you like to eat during oh. a ride? When you get back from a ride, what are you craving? Whatever your first thoughts are, that's what I want to hear. I don't want you to like. I don't want you to think about it and like. Coffee, ice cream, <laughs> tacos. Yeah, always tacos. tacos. Always tacos yeah. or cake. Yeah, I like tacos. And uh, but whenever, whenever I did do a long ride, I would buy those electrolyte gummies. Oh yeah. The uh, the strawberry lemonade ones. Oh yeah. The cherry ones too. Those are good. 
Those are good. So that's like so that's like your mid ride. All right. So tacos are not something you can pack. Tacos and ice yeah, cream. You can. Oh, you can. All right. Okay. Sorry. I need to take it. I need to take advice from the gals in Houston. We have tacos everywhere. All right. I, I I am blushing because I stand corrected by gals in Houston telling me how to pack tacos for a mid-ride snack. Um, yes, we do. Potato egg and cheese in a tortilla, and then you put it in the full. The Seabrook ride that we did, I did the Seabrook ride, and yes, I promise you, somebody had tacos in their church. I do it. I Hell do yeah. it. When I did the MS-150 yeah. or when I ride to Galveston, I always go and get two tacos in the morning. I eat half my taco in the morning. I snack on it during my ride. Then I'll stop and I eat like I eat a little bit of it at a time all day. Mm-hmm. And I take two with me and put them in the back of my kit. So what? So what is your favorite taco? What's your what's your ride taco? <laughs> what's going on there? What's the name of that place in the East? End? Brothers, 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 tacos. or Taco Cabana. Chilosos for me. I love Chilosos, chilosos in the Heights. Oh. Love Chilosos. Yeah, Chilosos is good. <laughs> We're love Chilosos. We're gonna make a um a list of Houston taco joints for the show. Oh, notes. next time come to, next time you come to town, let's go on a taco ride and we'll go to taco places. Yeah, I'm yeah. so down for that. It's not even funny. Okay. Yeah. For real. I have uh, I've got family in Houston, and I will make sure that I'm like, you know about all these places. You that would be the you first can, Friday. Got to get hooked up with these gals for a taco ride. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Um, okay, another one. Uh, if your bike had a superpower, like what would it be? To change its own tire. Right on. If it had a superpower, so yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> lis- listeners, they're all looking at each other like puzzled. Normally, it's just one person with crickets trying to figure out what I'm talking about here. Mm. Yeah, so it can change its own flat. Yeah. Okay, cool. what else would I want it to be able to do for me? There I would like shit. it for yeah to massage my lower back, please. <laughs> All right. Well, making an espresso that would be nice. Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> Make my undercarriage not hurt so much on long distance rides. Right. Got that hurt. That yeah. is. Massage my undercarriage. Oh no. <laughs> this is a whole different kind of podcast. Um. So all right. So next one. Uh. If you could go for a ride with anyone, anywhere, living or dead, who would you go with, where, and why? David Byrne from the Talking Heads. Right on. He came to Houston. Whenever he, whenever he travels on tour, he always takes his bike with him. And he played at the downtown recently, like a few years ago, actually. And he talked about what he saw as he was riding out from downtown and the differences of the neighborhoods. Because mm-hmm. Houston has no zoning laws. So see like a condo and then you'll see a shack and then you'll see like these apartments that are huge, like three stories high, all in one block. Well, I would, I would just say I'm going to ride with the toxic shops and I hope that uh, Tara will uh, join us. <laughs> Tara, that's so sweet. I think if I could ride with anybody, I would want to ride with Maya Angelou, my uh, birthday sister. Um, so we could talk about poetry and life and I don't know. I just, I would really love to have her guidance right now in my life, I guess. So that's what I would want to do. Um, for me, wow. I, maybe, I don't know, 
the Dalai Lama, I guess, just to kind of, I'm sure that would be a very, very pleasant ride, whether it was raining, cold, or whatnot, but I probably would say the Dalai Lama. What a diverse, amazing group ride that would be. Right. <laughs> Tacos for everybody. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I've I have a really oh yeah oh thank you. What kind of ice cream? Somebody said ice cream before, and I didn't even ask you what kind of ice cream. And, it, and for me, it never fails. It could be a social ride. It could be a long distance ride. It does not fail. Ice cream. Um, really, any kind of ice cream. <laughs> ice cream and cake. I love both of them. And a coke. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, gals, it's, it's been so much fun to talk with you. I'm, uh, not, not sure still how to navigate for guests and uh, sorry about that. Cause I want to like definitely be able to dive in deeper, uh, you know, and learn about each one of you. Um, so uh, thanks for your time and for sort of like helping me kind of fumble through my first guest in or multiple guest interview. That's kind of fun. Um, can you tell me one last thing, which is what are you personally as an individual looking forward to um, with your bike life in 2017? Well, I do hope that I can now do really two days of the Amazon of 50 uh, mm. because two years ago I did uh, my first Amazon of 50 and then the first day was cancelled and last year the second day was cancelled uh, both due to weather. So I hope mm. this year I can really do two days in a row and I can enter Austin on Sunday afternoon and feel like really that I conquer yes. the world or at least Texas. <laughs> um, my next goal, um, we asked us earlier about who we donated to. So it's been like the MS-150 Society, uh, Pride Houston. We were huge volunteers with them like for two or three years in a row and they donated generously to us as well. Um, and then Houston Area Women's Center, the Women's Home, Project Row Houses. And I think, I guess my next thing for 2017 that I want to do is more for homeless people. I want to do something with the food bank here in Houston or one of those and um, do Cranksgiving. And they have Cranksgiving. It happens everywhere. And it's like an alley cat thing. So I think I would make the girls thing a Cranksgiving thing. And we're going to donate to a shelter. You're awesome, Angie. Yeah, it sounds like that. <laughs> That's why she's awesome. Yeah, she's amazing, amazing. I would say in 2017, my goal is to get on my bike once a week, do the Toxic Shocks ride um, every Monday that I can because I'm in transition from um, one business to a new business. So it's been really crazy for me to just get on my bicycle once or twice a week. And so that's really just what my goal is, launch my new business and maintaining life work balance and get on my damn bicycle. Huge. I would say the same going with made, uh, just balancing everything. Uh, biking is really big for me. It is. Um, but so are my children <laughs> and, and working <laughs> to, to take care of it. But uh, definitely just to find a lot of balance in everything and continue to support Toxic Shocks and the biking, you know, the Houston bike community as well. Just finding balance. What's one piece of advice you have for women who would like to try riding a bike because they haven't in a long time and they want to they get on a bike? 
one thing you'd say to them? Do it. Oh, I would say get you a beach seat. Don't pay too much money for your bicycle. And, you know, just do a little bit at a time. Just go around your block or whatever. If you live in the Houston area, then hit us up and we'll help you out. But I would say make sure you have a good, comfortable seat because you don't want to be dying the next day and not liking your bike. Definitely. Amen. No, it's all the, and yeah, what Amy said, just do it, do it. Just start today. Don't say, oh, I'm going to do it next week. No, no, do it. And just start with a short ride. You don't have to do uh, 50 miles in your first bike ride. Not. I say come with me, and you're going to do at least 10 to 15 miles. And we're going to, but we're going to stop a lot. We're going to get some tacos, some ice cream. <laughs> and we talk. And we're going to talk. And we laugh a lot. We always laugh a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That sounds like a key piece of the puzzle for any good group of friends anyway. Lots mm -hmm. of laughter. Awesome. Gals, um, it has been so much fun to talk with you. I uh, don't ever say this, but I wish I were closer to the Houston area so that I could go for a ride with you. <laughs> um, Word. So awesome. Thanks so much for your time. And uh, we're going to link up everything so that folks in, the, in your area can get in on all the cool stuff that you're organizing. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, Joyriders. They say everything is bigger in Texas and personalities sure match that. I mean, my smile was definitely bigger just being in some weird Skype proximity to these gals. So if you're in the neighborhood, make sure you check them out. Um, if you enjoyed the show, you know, let us know via Instagram, tag us in something or other, say hi, build community, say hi to these gals, follow them um, on, at all of the various social media places where you could follow, you know, pick your, pick your favoritist social media place and, uh, and then get off of the computer or put your phone down and uh, put your hands on handlebars, get out on your bike. Friends, thanks so much for sharing the show out. Thanks so much for referring everybody to us. Thanks so much for your reviews and ratings on iTunes. Five stars or it didn't happen. Just kidding or not, but five-star reviews. I want to start reading them out here. So if you want to like hear your random review of my show, I'm going to start narcissistically sharing that here as long as it's five stars because five stars or it didn't happen. Okay, so as always, I appreciate your time and your attention. Remember, friends, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Keep moving forward, and until next time, I hope you enjoy the ride. I mean, take care of your vagina. <laughs> <laughs>